0: To find out more about transferring to William Peace University, visit peace.edu. We have
1: made it the entire offseason. You look forward to days like today. And it's here. Football, not week zero, week one. It matters. State, UConn, Elon, Wake, they count. You lose this one, it's on your permanent record. You lose this one, it sticks with you. You lose this one, you're going to be trying to explain it away in a couple of months on why it doesn't matter and why you're a different team than you are now, but it still counts. We'll start with State at UConn. By the way, this is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. I'm Tim Donnelly. The clapping you heard celebrating the the football season comes from Dennis Cox. Absolutely. Tonight is, I mean, just think of the things that we've talked about, right? It's, it's. Uh, earlier this week, we were talking, if you watch trailers or not watch trailers, when you're getting excited for a movie to come out, uh, this is one of those, those openers tonight for, for NC state where I feel like we've, we are like intrigued by the director and the star actor. And now it's like, let's see if they put it all together. Right. Robert and I kind of being the director of the offense, Brennan Armstrong, the, the new star. Maybe that's even it. It's like it's like a Creed Rocky situation where Brennan Armstrong is is Michael B. Jordan. It's like we listen, we we know Dave Doran in NC State. We've seen it, right? We we're familiar with the franchise, but there, there's a new director and a new offensive star trying to trying to reboost the the IP, reboost the the franchise. It's the debut of the Robert and Nye era of offensive football at NC State, and he brought his quarterback with him to help introduce the offense. You see it in the NFL, right? Ron Rivera goes from the Panthers to the Commanders. What happened? Suddenly, like a third of the Commanders were former Panthers. Why? Because the, you you depend on those players to uh, introduce p- plays, play style, culture, knowledge of the playbook. That's, it makes sense, right? I mean, it, it's it's not a completely out there strategy, but... Uh, Brennan Armstrong is, is doing that for Robert and I, he's here to be a quarterback for one year. I mean, that's an eligibility thing. Brennan Armstrong is here to work with Robert and I, and that partnership has everyone so excited because last time they were together on the same sideline, he threw for 4,500 yards and led the ACC. That was at UVA. Now he's here for one year, but you hope his impact will be for a long time. Right? If you're an NC State fan, you hope that, that Brennan Armstrong is here for a year, but what he does this year impacts the next 10 years. And that starts with having success, and that starts with having success tonight against UConn. I've talked with, with a lot of coaches in my career, right? You interview them pre-game, post-game, middle of long seasons, middle of, of great seasons, and and one thing I I know, one of my favorite ideas is that success reinforces that coaches know what they're talking about, right? When when a new coach takes over in, in the summer and in training camp, I want you to run this drill. I want you to do this workout. I want you to to get in your playbook this much. I want you to learn this, practice this, and everybody does it because you want to play, right? And that guy gets to decide if you play or not. So they're in. But when you start having success, it starts reinforcing that he's having you do those things for a reason. Like I said, I've talked with a bunch of coaches. Uh, After a big win, particularly a big upset win or the first big win uh, when a coach takes over a program, they almost always say something along the lines of, you know, I'm just glad this shows the players uh, that if they buy in and listen to what we're asking them to do, (laughs) it works. It works. That's. I mean, it's true. It's true. When when uh, a group of five team beats a power five school, you'll hear one of those exact phrases, right? When when a new coach takes over, the first big win they have over a rival, you, hey, I ask them to do a lot. I ask them to give up uh, a lot of their their free time to work out. I ask them to to uh, you know. Listen to me over their personal guru coaches. I ask them to to do this and do that, and and now that we've had some success, I get to look back at those players and say, "See, I told you. If you buy in, if you listen, if if you you, you trust me, we can have some success with this thing." So Brennan Armstrong, success moving forward. That gives Robert and I a lot of cachet in the program, right? Hey, this guy, he bought in so much
0: that he he. Came with me to state. Yeah, that's the thing. You you start racking up a lot of yards and a lot of points early. It's like, oh, well, okay, all yeah. right. Uh, you know, you start seeing guys a lot more pepper in their step. Like, hey, I want I want some of this. Like, let, let me in on
1: that. And 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 hey, Brennan, what what did you see? Why'd you go there? Hey, Brennan, you keep you keep throwing this route. Why? What what do I? How do we, how do you want me to run it? Hey coach, 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 coach. Let me let me pick your brain for a second because it it just continues to build up that 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 reinforcement of what I'm doing, what I know, what I'm bringing to you works. Now you want to know the dirty little secret is the opposite of that is true too. Even 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 if it's subconscious right i'm not saying players you know if you go 4 weeks where the offense isn't working in their brains like consciously they're going to be thinking this guy doesn't know what he's talking about i'm going to do whatever the heck i want they won't they won't be that won't be like a literal thought that won't be in their internal monologue but there won't be as much reinforcement right you will be doing it trying to get on the field you'll be doing that trying to get out of running but you won't be doing it with with the same fervor and 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 I don't know, what is it, uh, excitement and enthusiasm? You'll have doubts. Exactly. And, and to be honest with you, it kind of makes sense. Offensive coordinator comes in, you know, it revamps the offense, changes this, changes that. If, if you get worse <laughs> or, or, or you're not having a tremendous amount of success, I'm not going to call you dumb for going, hey, we should reconsider this.
0: I, I ran into that as a coach uh, when I was coaching lacrosse full-time when I, I took a job at a, at a different school and I brought in a kind of a different style of offense, mm-hmm. offensive philosophy, I took an offense that was really heavy on set plays and an offense that was a little bit more free flowing. So for some people it was a lot of, it was really hard adjustment mm-hmm. because like everything used to run through them. So it took a little bit and they, I told him, I said, look, you stick with this. You're going to have way more goals and assists than you've ever had in your career. And sure enough, it was like four or five games left in the season. They already passed their individual totals. I was like, I told you. Like it, sometimes it just takes a little bit to adjust. And
1: and now I'm I'm not as familiar with how many games do you play in the cross.
0: Yeah, it's sixteen, sixteen, seventeen. Okay, so that, it's not
1: it's not a ton more than football. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and, and and
1: I would say from from my experience as a football player, if if it takes four or five games to take root. Your season could be donezo by then, right? Like one, one one loss and very different. One, one poorly placed loss on your your football schedule, and suddenly all your goals change. So I don't even think they have that much time, right? Mm -hmm. I, I think it's you know you can struggle against UConn as long as you win, and then by by about halfway through next week, the offense better look good, or else the doubts will be serious. So Robert and I, Brennan Armstrong, hit the ground running. Uh, Elon and Wake's also tonight. I, I feel like Elon or uh, sorry, Wake is just putting some some chips in the middle. It feels like they're going going further in than they normally do. they spent a bunch on uh, their their facilities. They've they've done some things that feel a bit more intentional. They've been good for a long time, kind of solid for a long time. They've been uh, stable for a long time. Dave Clawson's been around now for a decent amount of time. Uh, one of my favorite stats, is, and I looked this up today, since 2000, so this century, mm-hmm. Wake Forest has had eight players lead them in passing yards over a season. That's that's ridiculous. That's over yeah. 20 years they've had eight players lead them in passing yards. By comparison, North Carolina's had 14. So so their stability, their desire by players to stay around, their Wake's got something going there. But it feels like they're gonna see if they can level up right that's where all that that investment's coming from that's where some of the excitement's coming from uh as a program they're gonna see if they can and obviously that starts with uh starts with Elon tonight, which is always uh or text Tim to 600700. The college football playoff is expanding. The thing that I want to see happen is to see everybody that talks a big game have to back it up. Now, obviously, that comes with expanding the playoffs, but how about this? Uh, the college football playoff expansion format is going to be shaken up due to all the conference realignment. The 10 FBS commissioners and Notre Dame's athletic director, Jack Swarbrick, who gets a, a seat at this table for reasons, uh, I don't understand them, but reasons, um, met Wednesday to discuss the future of college football playoff in a meeting that was described as cordial, but with a backdrop of uncertainty still looming over the league leaders. Uh, this, according to ESPN reporting. College football executive director, Bill Hancock, I think he has a good signature. Herbie Hancock, yeah, have to. shout out to the, the fans of Tommy boy out there, uh, to the matter. Uh, this is from Bill Hancock to the matter of conference realignment. We are going to have to wait and see. We're going to have to wait until the dust settles before making any decisions about how that might affect college football playoff. Here's what I don't like. I don't like that. Instead of making rules that apply, no matter what happens to conference football realignment, you're waiting until the dust settles. Now I uh, they're looking at the ACC and saying, "Are you gonna or are you gonna not bring in Stanford Cal and 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 SMU?" But I'm looking at the college football playoff and saying this. I think the guaranteed buys, I think the the guaranteed entries, the auto bids, I think the home field advantage, they should be tied to conference champions based on quality of your conference that year. So listen to this. Instead of saying the, the five highest rated conference champions or whatever, mm-hmm. say the conference bids or the auto bids go to the champions of conferences that have the best winning percentage as a conference or that have the most ranked teams from that conference. Because that way, it doesn't matter if the Pac-12 is in existence or not. It doesn't matter if the ACC is expanded or not. It just matters how good the teams are in your conference that year.
0: Uh, I don't know. There's a lot of subjectivity to that. Yeah, but there's a lot of
1: subjectivity to just picking conferences that always get conference champions in.
0: I see what you're saying, but, okay, if you're going based off rankings, then, okay, well, whose rankings?
1: I mean, right, who, the college who, football who, playoff rankings. Okay, college football the, playoff
0: the, rankings. Okay, so you're factoring that in. All right, win percentage. The the, the teams that yeah. make the college football playoff are
1: always subjective. Yeah. By the college football playoff rankings. I wish we could do a round robin and have everyone play everyone, but there's ooh, not enough days on the calendar, and no. unless it makes a whole bunch of money, they would say we can't do it for player safety. If it makes enough money, they would forget player safety. Of course. Uh... But I say that for this reason. My sole goal for every realignment or every uh, college football playoff shakeup decision is to make teams back up their boasts, right? When we're talking about the ACC and what they may or may not do, every time we have the conversation, Florida State fans are in our YouTube comments saying, Florida State has carried the ACC for 30 years. And I'm going like, well, the last six, they haven't. If you want to say you're carrying the ACC, guess what? Carry the ACC, right? And, and, and the same is true. If the SEC and the Big Ten want to say we should be above everyone because we're so much better than everyone, I'm going fine. Be better than everyone. Then you'll get all the advantages. We're not just going to say you are better. We're not just going to say, yeah, you're pro- most years you are, so here you go every year. Be the best conference. You'll get the best perks. Then on the years where you're not the best conference, you, there's nothing you can say back up what you are boasting about and I'm fine with it. right Back up what you're boasting about and I'm completely okay with it it's it's the equivalent of the incentive-laden contract right you want to get paid a lot, go win a lot and and then we can all stop all this mess it's the problem the problem right now is everyone in college football has a very 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 inflated sense of self and it's it, it, right everybody thinks they're better than they are everyone thinks they're more valuable than they are everyone thinks the the fans care more about them than everyone else and everyone thinks it might be true but it might not let's figure it out that's why I like the idea of in the ACC expansion, if you have 55 extra million dollars from the, the adding of Stanford and Cal and them taking partial shares, if you just go, all right, here's the thing. We want teams that win. We want teams that are popular. We want teams that bring in TV ratings. Let's give $10 million to whoever wins, $5 million to whoever finishes in second, $10 million to whoever gets the best TV ratings, $10 million to whoever gets the, the most positive uh, uh, notes and, and impact on social media that's what what 35 million dollars we have 20 million to spare uh, chop that up give it to everybody else right like, like be creative in that way to where we don't just have to listen to Florida State and Clemson fans say we're the most popular like all right well let's let's figure it out let's find a way to measure it and give the money where it should go mm-hmm. We have to wait to see what where conference realignment shakes out before we change the college football playoff. Well how about this before we wait till we see where it shakes out, let's set the criteria so when it shakes out, it's, it's not, okay, well, now I want to give it to this buddy or this friend or this political ally. It's, okay, we've already set the criteria. The conference that, that fulfills these things gets the most perks, gets the most bids, gets the highest seed, gets the most home games. It's not just we give it to the SEC. You might give it to the SEC, but they have to win. They have to back it up. They have to play well. Make it, I don't know, fair. Fair make it not arbitrary like what 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 dennis was saying it's arbitrary to just go these four conferences get the auto bids what if 15 years from now those conferences stink and you might go there's no way well guess what you would have said there's zero percent chance the pac 12 stinks in 2003 less than 20 years later it's not in existence (laughs)
0: I don't know. I, my thing is you have to have, in my opinion, conference champions do need to matter. I agree. That's why I'm saying the conference
1: champions from the best conferences that year.
0: Yeah. Well, it, now the rules the way they are written say just the top six conference champions doesn't necessarily mean like power five plus one. We're just making that assumption. No, I no, I completely agree with yeah. that. And I, and I want that to
1: be guaranteed now. Be, why does it matter if you're waiting for conference shakeup? Yeah. You know, that's what I'm, they're not going to make the changes until they see where the dust settles. I'm going, wait, why does it matter where the dust settles? Unless you care about which conference is which. Uh, If they wanted to just say, no matter who the conference champions are, the top six ranked conference champions get in. I'm kind of cool with that. The problem is there's the, the, the whole bye week thing, which there's not six buys. Yeah. I want the buys to go to the conferences that are best. If if you want an SEC like Notre Dame can have a buy. I'm fine with that. You're not in the conference. Yeah. No. if the SEC wants the buy, you you better be one of the four best teams best conferences out there. Most years if not all years you will be. But I don't see you know that that's probably why you should be okay doing it. Right? And I'll look at the SEC in the face and say, "You keep saying how everything's bigger and better in your conference. Be bigger and better and you won't have anything to worry about." you fix your home up. We are the Designery North Raleigh located at 3030 Wake Forest Road in the Holly Park Plaza. We would love to see you or visit our website at thedesignery.com.